everyone, and welcome to Risky Business's coverage of Ossert's 2011 conference here on the Gold Coast. I'm Patrick Gray. This coverage of the Ossert 2011 conference is brought to you by the fine folks at Microsoft. Thank you guys. Without their support, there would be no Risky Business Ossert podcast, so big thanks to them. Uh, and in this interview, we're chatting with Wade Alcorn. By day, he's NGS Security's General Manager for Asia Pacific, but by night, he's out there maintaining Beef, the browser exploitation framework, which really should be BEF, uh, but they thought they'd throw in the extra E, now it's Beef, which, you know, it makes sense, it's a better acronym than all of that. Now, if you haven't heard of Beef, it is a very interesting uh, little tool. Uh, basically, if you can get someone to load it into their browser, either by them visiting a site you control directly, or alternatively through some sort of cross-site scripting bug, then you can get the browser to do all sorts of crafty things for you, like uh, port scan the victim's LAN uh, or attack JBoss servers. Um, and as you'll hear, there's even um, inter-protocol exploitation available to you. It's, it's, it's very interesting stuff. So uh, I know that Wade is working on, with, with the rest of the um, development team for Beef, they're working on some new features. Uh, so I caught up with him and asked him to tell us all about Beef, uh, where it's at, what's the latest and what's coming up. Here's Wade. Beef has a few attack vectors. You can potentially ride through through Beef and access the web application as if you were the person that has the current credentials in that web app. Alternatively, because the browser's on the inside of the network, you don't have the restrictions of the firewall. So you can potentially bounce bounce traffic from the browser to machines inside the firewall. So that means that, well, from a browser, you can access RFC 1918 addresses, arbitrary RFC 1918 addresses, um, and almost arbitrary ports. There's a few banned ports, but you can almost access the entirety of the port range. So basically, if you trick someone into uh, visiting a website that's loaded up with your beefy goodness, uh, or you somehow cross-site script them into loading up your beefy goodness, you can start uh, messing with their intranet. That's true, yes. And we also have um, currently a JBoss module, which means that from the, from the browser itself, we can launch a JBoss module to attack a JBoss server internally. This means that you don't have to have, actually have access to that server f- through the firewall, but you can actually access it just straight from the browser. And so uh, does this, I'm presuming this is like heavily JavaScript based and, uh, you know, like if someone's got a tab open on their browser uh, that's got all of your beefy goodness, that's what I'm going to have to call it from now on, all of your beefy goodness, uh, medium rare, uh, loaded into the browser, then as long as that tab's open, you've got what, full interactive, uh, you've got a fully interactive sort of capability? That's right. It's fully, fully um, interactive with the browser, real time. So in the JBoss example, you can, load, you can attack the server, take control of that server from the context of the, the, the JBoss server and how it's running. Um, and you get, the payload is a meta-interpreter payload, which goes onto the server, and you can access it that way. So does the meta-interpreter shell actually bounce out to the real world, or does it come back through the browser and then through beef back to the originating attack, attacker? Right now, it does go straight out through the firewall, but we are looking to move that, actually having it ricochet off the browser in and out, so that way there's no need for any external access from, from the internal network. So how popular is Beef? Uh, can, you, can you tell me a little bit about the history of it? When, when did it start? Was it just you who started this project? It was. I started it in 2006, started up, and um, it was, came out from a few other ideas and to show some of the cross-site scripting vulnerabilities and how some of the other things that you could do rather than just an alert box. So this was like to show, because I remember I was just watching a presentation by Harun Mir over in South Africa uh, and he was saying that when 
uh, that when cross-site scripting vulnerabilities, and I remember this because I was around when this happened, they started popping up on full disclosure and everyone was like, cross-site scripting is lame. And everyone just thought cross-site scripting was lame. So was this something that you did to sort of prove that cross-site scripting could be interesting? That's right, that's right. For a while there, it was an internal tool that I used with clients just to, just to show them what can be done. But then, yeah, I released it publicly in about 2006. <laughs> so when you realised that everyone's jaw would actually hit the floor when you showed them how to do this, that's when you went, oh, okay, right, I should probably release this. Yeah, it's been growing over the few years now. It's like the, um, the attacks and the modules are becoming more and more. I think one of the thing, interesting things you can do is with the, um, with the event logging, for example, key logging in the browser. So if you have someone's browser hooked in that session to a certain site, you can log their keys as well. That's one of the modules in there. So that's all, that's all JavaScript, I'm presuming? That's correct. Yeah, it's majority JavaScript. And is this relying on vulnerabilities in the browser, or is it merely just exploiting features of the browser? It's exploiting the features. The, um, the entirety of it, the, uh, the browser itself can be f- fully patched 100%. Uh, the proxy could be uh, fully compliant, fully, fully patched um, and set up correctly. Uh, all you need is a HTTPS session out, and, of course, no one can see what's happening with the browser. So could you actually extend the Beef framework to the point where you can start exploiting non-web-based resources, like network-based resources, on the network behind the firewall? Yes, this is, you can do that. Um, that's called uh, inter-protocol exploitation. Um, in the previous framework, this hasn't been poured over, but we showed where you could actually exploit an asterisk server, so a, um, a voice-over IP server, from the browser. So it didn't actually have to be a web-based, cap- a web-based protocol at all. So that was which protocol was that actually attacking? That was attacking the management interface. So it was a um, command line interface. Oh, okay, cool. So you could actually get it to connect. And wow, how do you get your browser to post things that don't start with get and post and all of that? Well, you can't. You can't do that. But some, some protocols are very error tolerant, which is fantastic because, if, because the whole header of the HTTP request will error out one line at a time potentially until you get to some content for, well, in a post request, you can actually control the middle of the request with arbitrary content using JavaScript. So once you have, once you have uh, put the JavaScript into the browser, it will execute it, send a post request to an arbitrary RSC 1918 address, to an arbitrary port. In this instance, it was um, the command line interface for asterisk. And it would then error on the headers until it got to the post content, which we controlled uh, programmatically in JavaScript. And it would just run it. And it would just run it. That's awesome. I love that. Interspecies, uh, interspecies something. Interprotocol hacksawing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, is it, how much of a standard tool has it become for the typical web application hacksaw? It's probably not from a web application perspective more. It's more from a, um, a client-side attack perspective. So whilst it is, it can be, well, actually, to be fair, it can be used on both. It's got multiple attack vectors, like for attacking the internal network and also attacking and showing how you could potentially jump through because we can proxy through Beef as well to access a web application you may have a cross-site scripting vulnerability in. And if you can get the admin user to, um, to, click, to actually execute that code and hook to Beef, you can proxy through Beef and view the admin session and operate that way. So really all you need to do is if you find a cross-site, and that was a stupid question because it's obviously a pen testing tool, but you don't really need anyone to execute anything, do you? You just need to find a cross-site scripting bug in a website used by user X, you know, dummy up a link and then bang, uh, cross-site script some of your content, some of the beef content into that session and get them to load the framework. That's correct, that's correct. There's a simple um, script that you load in. You um, just uh, add a JavaScript tag to the, um, to the, to the uh, cross-site scripting payload, and then it'll suck in and it'll load the framework itself yeah. into, into the uh, browser. 
So uh, as a pen testing tool, sorry, I should have rephrased that question earlier. How popular is it? I mean, how many people are actually using this day to day in their tests? Um, I can't be sure. I can't be sure. Uh, do you know how many copies are out there? Like how many downloads it's had? Have you actually paid that much attention? I, mean, I haven't paid that much attention. It's on a few of the frameworks like Backtrack and the like. But, um, but no, we haven't been paying that much attention. We've got a great open source community at the moment working on it, some really talented guys. How many guys have you got working on it now? There's probably about six core guys at the moment. We've got, we've got uh, two bands, Scotty, um, Vitali and Christian and Michelle, probably some of the main guys that are working on it at the moment. Fantastic. And what can we look forward to in future releases? Oh, we're planning to uh, port over the inter-protocol exploitation. We're also looking to um, load on... By the way, that's an awesome term, inter-protocol exploitation. We need to uh, inter-exp, or we need to, we need to find some sort of cool abbreviation for that one. Yeah. Challenge for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. There's also the modules as well, some other modules. We want to um, have some modules that can be launched from the browser at the internal network as well. So make it more useful for a practical penetration assessment. Yeah, like uh, just one thing uh, I was curious about though, if you want to hit some sort of web application on the internet and use Beef to, to attack it, how do you know that it's there? I mean, without actually taking over the machine and like, you know, knowing which IPs people are using to access internal resources. Like, how do you actually know that, oh, their intranet's, you know, their intranet um, web servers on 192.168.0 you know, whatever dot whatever. Uh, are there tools within Beef that allow you to do that sort of reconnaissance? There are some being ported over at the moment. There are methods to do it. They were in the old Beef, and we're bringing them over to the new Beef now. This is, um, this is there's some methods you can use from the browser to actually port scan the internal network. Sick. So you can actually... <laughs> And using those methods, you can discover what ports are open. Well, I suppose that would make sense with, um, I mean, because the browser can hit any of those IPs and then you just call and, you know, whatever port you want. So you could actually use a browser to port scan, couldn't you? That's exactly right. That's a, and that's a technique that was in the previous That would be another one of my stupid questions. No, 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 not at all, not at all. <laughs> no, so, yeah, so you can actually um, find out what ports are open and then do it that way. Or you can look for the common IP addresses, of course. The firewalls are potentially going to be in the high ranges or the low ranges of the, of the intranet. Or you can look for different web servers as well. Cool. All right. So when can we expect to see some of these modules coming out? Well, it's coming out incrementally at the moment. We've got a release each month. Um, we try to aim for a release on the 10th of the month. So hopefully we'll have um, a few more modules out very soon. Wade Alcorn, thanks a lot for chatting with us. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Pat.